in. I like I just kind of started the recording already right now, so this maybe will give us a little bit of buffer before we can really actually cut to something. But hey, man, it's no no biggie. Just uh, just talk well, talk about what you know. I'm gonna talk about what I know. It'll be a fun time. I'm a talker, so it's it's no big deal. Yeah, exactly. Yo, 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 welcome everybody. We're here for this is week number one. We are uh, January 18th, 2024. We got myself, Jake Squid Gorl, and then uh, to my right here on the screen, we have Brady Roar. Um, excited to start something here with this. So, um, going to give you a little bit of information about kind of ourselves and go from there yeah yeah so first uh, again welcome this is going to be what we call the Doomhammer bs report so again uh brady myself we're going to be coming here we're going to be bringing a lot of different topics to talk about uh, mainly dealing with Doomhammer, i.e league Doomhammer, fantasy football is on the forefront um, but just because fantasy football is on the forefront, that doesn't mean we won't talk about anything and everything ranging from, you know, disc golf, shoes, definitely Twitter, X-related drama. Um, we're both heavily involved there. Uh, really anything and everything that we can really kind of think of that might be fun, just interesting. We're here for it. Hopefully you are too. Um, Brady, talk a little bit about yourself. Uh, how excited are you for this? <clears throat> Um, so, you know, they always say you get to a point that you want to start a podcast. Well, here we are starting a <laughs> podcast. Um, I like to talk. Jake likes to talk. I think that's a pretty well-known fact. Yeah. And yeah. we have a lot of interests and a lot of things that we, we can talk about it. Yes, we will focus a lot on fantasy just because that's a big thing for us, but, um, we're going we're gonna to talk about a lot of things, and I'm excited about it. Yeah, definitely, for sure. And, I mean, today uh, we just have a little bit on our docket. Um, we're just going to try to be quick. Uh, the, we don't want to try to run over 30 minutes. Uh, we want to be nice and quick for everybody. So what we're looking at here is kind of we're going to go down on a breakdown of our, of our season. Um, it was a pretty great season, not for me. Um, myself, I finished last once again, so I will be – uh, partaking in the annual <clears throat> singing of the national anthem. Um, I'm not scared of that at all. I actually embrace it. Not worry. Um, just shit happens when it's fantasy football and shit happens to me. But uh, what we're going to get down to, we have some uh, categories to talk about. Overperformed versus underperformed when we're talking about owners and players. Uh, kind of go through some trade tracker conversations and looking at how they panned out and what their future might be. Uh, the MVP conversation, rookie of the year, um, some draft predictions, and if we can get to it, maybe some of the NFL divisional matchups that we have going on this weekend. We have Saturday games and Sunday games. We're here to pick the winners uh, and maybe gives us some little prediction of who we think are going to be our the top fantasy players for this weekend at each position so let's get started um here quickly so overperformed versus underperformed uh brady let's talk about that a little bit let's start with some owners uh do you have any owners so, in mind that maybe were overperforming um so overperformed um 
I would have to definitely say Mad Dog. Um, and I, I'd like to throw in, um, I, I was pretty surprised by Neff as well. Um, yeah. I was not sure how, <laughs> I was not sure how either of them were really going to put a team together. Um, money woes and whatnot. Neff, uh, Neff still finished probably about where I expected, but there was a while there. He looked like he was going to make a push for the playoffs. Um, Mad Dog did make the playoffs. Mad Dog did make the playoffs. Um, made a few trades that helped him out in the long run. Um, still going to be some money issues going into next year, and I think that's going to be interesting. But yeah, yeah, we'll see how he goes. But but in terms of overperformance, where what did you really see from Mad Dog that makes him stand out? Uh, the fact that he probably and let me get at this statistic. Um, his efficiency rating, he was a 90%, which is pretty nuts when it comes to the league. But also, he he really only had one lineup. Ah. He had one, <laughs> one, one serviceable lineup, and if there was one player out, it was not going to look good. Did he have any injuries? I can't think of any big ones that he went through. He, he had a few scuffs here and there, but nobody that – really mattered all that much it was mostly his like 10th and 11th player yeah and mad, um, mad dogs relied on like derrick henry and cd lamb just came balled out this year for him so yeah I mean, cd lamb kind of saved him and a few of the moves saved him too considering that his only quarterback going into the season was Tannehill, and then Tannehill gets bent no kidding. so uh made a good yeah. move though to get uh sam sam howell right Maybe. Uh, I don't trust that they're not going to make a move for a quarterback. In well, draft. I, yeah, I know. But he, uh, you know, just in the terms of, again, keeping on topic with our overperformance, right? Uh, he got, I think he got Sam Howell in the season, didn't he? To come up and play pretty yes, big yeah. for him. Yeah. Um, and and he, he got Sam Howell, and I will kind of add on, because it's players, because we wanted to talk about some overperforming yeah. players. He also got Puka Nakua in that trade. So he ended up with two guys. Honestly, Sam Howell overperformed a good portion of the season as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was incredible. I mean, it was exciting to watch Mad Dog do that. Um, he's been a perennial, honestly, bottom feeder. So cool to see some of the little guys rise up and make it to the playoffs and actually have a legit chance of winning. Um, you talked about also overperforming just real quickly uh, on Neff. Uh, talk a little bit about your strategy. Didn't you bet against Neff? I did. I did bet against Neff. I saw a roster that didn't have a lot of money and didn't have a lot of options. And I rolled the dice, um, ended up now with the fourth pick because of it. And so, yeah, I mean, he overperformed in the sense that I thought he might make the playoffs, but kind of sputtered out towards the end. Yeah. I mean, it was always it's always fun to watch and, um, that was good for overperformance. Now let's get down to some underperformers. Uh, do you have anything that stands out in mind on that one? Um, I think you. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking at notes too, and yeah. I see that you put Brad on here. I completely agree. I, I thought going into the season, Brad's a guy that could make a push. Um, Taylor as well. Taylor, granted, had some injuries yeah. different things happen and I, I think he also had some moments where he didn't go full steam ahead and and didn't 
try to yeah Taylor's Taylor's interesting I mean his team really overperformed from where I think he thought he was going to be or really anyone he still felt on the rebuild and he just kind of hit on some of his pieces that just kept performing really well for him and um let's see I mean like looking at his roster um I mean one, one thing he definitely that struggled for him he had Cooper Cup that looked like he was going to be yeah but Kenneth but but Kenny Walker really was a star for him like at the start of the year and carrying him and then uh I mean T Higgins was definitely a disappointment uh I mean it's just kind of crazy that he was to stay that consistent but he did make a lot of trades towards the end of the year so the roster I'm looking at isn't really the roster that got him some of those wins early on but um I mean Gideon, uh, an RB1 season out of Rashad White, so that was good for him. Yeah, yeah, and again, though, underperformance, I still think of Sixers and Brad. Um, I mean, I just think Brad is just, he's always been a, a fairly savvy owner um, in terms of just being able to <clears throat> find ways to get players, um, but I think this year just, I don't know what happened. I think it was just bad luck on bad luck, really, just underperforming players that he might have took a risk on. I mean, obviously, uh Again, just ties right into the next spot when we're wanting to talk about players. I mean, Bryce Young was just a complete disaster. You have to be scratching your head on that one um, because honestly, that was that that has to hurt um, knowing that you could have had Strub. I'm looking at some of his draft picks. Um, he traded away Jameer Gibbs. He had Anthony Richardson who got hurt. Bryce Young was terrible, and he chose him one pick before Stroud. And then he chose Quentin Johnston, who by yeah. all means looks like bust as well. And he didn't so, even – yeah, he couldn't even produce when Mike Williams went out for first of the year in, like, game two or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you definitely have to consider this uh, an underperformance um, <clears throat> for sure, by all means, which, which stinks because – like again, I, I thought Brad was gonna be one of our contenders here. He made good moves. I, I figured he would be at least flirting with the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, bringing back, circling back um, to some of our players. Uh, I think I I mean I hit on some of uh, on on who I thought one of my underperformers was, but another underperformer. If you just look at it kind of at dollar sense and probably where you just. You didn't get the production you would want. I'm going to call out uh, Saquon Barkley on this one. I mean, he's got a fairly high contract at $47 and not even finishing in the top 12 of running backs at running back 16 on a team that really kind of needed a push. And, I mean, he just got nothing down the stretch from Saquon. Like, nothing. (laughs) And I think some of that is the fact that there was QB problems and he was basically the only weapon that offense had. They're, they're, They're in a... They're in a bad spot right now. The Giants are going to have to make some moves this offseason to really help him not be an underperformer. I mean, do you think he's even going to be with the Giants? I mean, he. I mean, they might. Are they going to actually franchise him again? I, I, I don't know that <laughs> I would. I mean, with with how running backs have such low tread, I don't know that I want to build around a running back right now. Uh, just. I think the NFL has made it pretty evident they don't, I don't, they don't know, care man. about running backs. Yeah, but Saquon's good. I, I like Saquon. Yeah. Saquon. Saquon is a good guy. Like, 
he's good. He's good for a team. He's going to do what he needs to do. He's going to work hard, and he's going to show everyone how to play hard. And um, I think he's going to be a great team leader wherever he lands. And I think the Giants, I mean, I, it's hard to pay a guy. Um, but if I'm Saquon, you know, I would almost just embrace a change. <clears throat> Probably a good idea. Probably could end up somewhere where he can be utilized better, not have to run behind a trash offensive line. So overperformers, again, we kind of hit on Puka Nakua, the rookie sensation from BYU. Uh, I mean, talk about that guy for me for just a little bit there, Brady. Um, unfortunately, we had a conversation pre-rookie draft that we really liked Puka. Um, yeah. Neither of us took, took – uh, a chance on him, and look what happened. Yeah, I mean, he was just a big possession guy at BYU. He just caught everything there. I mean, literally, they threw him. I, I think what he had, he had, he had a crazy amount of catches as a senior. I thought it was like eighty-seven or something like that. At BYU, like, like there, he was nuts though. Hundred and three catches. Yeah, it was something stupid. Like, I was like, yeah, it was something stupid. Because yeah. 87 is a shit ton of catches in college. Like, I mean, the kid was was nasty. Um, he yeah, was he yeah, was yeah. the go-to, um, and he did it with with two like he did he just did it and he did it with ease. So uh, cool to see. Obviously, sucks to not get the guy, but um, uh, again. It's cool to see. That, that was such a good rookie season, breaking so many records. What records did he break? I can't remember what they were. Uh, rookie receptions and rookie yards. Um, I I want to temper my, my future outlook on him just for the simple fact that I think we know that Matt Stafford likes to feed up one guy. I, I'm curious what will end up happening going forward. Well, I mean, he's getting open in the NFL, so that's the first thing. If you can get open in the NFL, you're getting open in the NFL. So, that's uh, true. Yeah, I mean, that that's the first part, and he's doing well at that. So, uh, I'll, you gotta you gotta give the guy some some credit there. Um, no, absolutely, absolutely. Honestly, though, overperformers, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna shout out, and I know Ike FFC is gonna really laugh at this one and really say, hell yeah, take a drink of his scotch and just. Sit back there, Mr. Ike. Uh, yeah, Baker Mayfield. He took a. He had an incredible year for his value. I mean, I think I think seven dollars. <laughs> uh, threw for four thousand yards. He had like twenty-eight touchdowns. Like I don't know, like only seven picks or something. He was super efficient. Like sixty-two percent passing. Like kid was just Baker was just bacon all year, and people didn't talk about him well. I mean, he had bad games on the national spotlight. That Saints game, God, <laughs> I can't believe I think, that. I think people had a weird, bad taste in their mouth because of what happened um, in his last year with the Browns. Yeah. Um, but I don't. But I don't think he got what he deserved. He was hurt a lot of the time. I knew that Baker was going to come back at least somewhat, but I didn't think it was going to be to this extent by any means. That was was good. I think Baker uh, deserves his flowers on that season. Uh, It was definitely a super good season for him. And as somebody that owned Mike Evans, uh, I know. (laughs) Uh, He really really shined and gave Mike Evans the ball a lot. So that was like the one. Yeah, dude, it's 11 in a row, I think. I think something like that. 
So, so Train Tracker. So this is kind of going to be Brady's forte as I'm not as involved on these. I do make a lot of trades, but I don't pay attention as much as Brady does. So I'm going to lead this segment to Brady and I will kind of um, hand it over to him. Um, so one thing I kind of want to touch on just because I know that it, it's hurting me. I'm, I'm uh, very upset to have traded a top 10 quarterback in Brock Purdy. Um, he, <laughs> he balled out. I, I think that ended up being, what did you trade that? How'd you do that? Uh, so yeah, I traded Brock Purdy and for like what was, should have been one of the first couple picks of the second round. And, um, <laughs> and Rashid Shahid, so really good value there. Not, oh not, shit! <laughs> not, not great, not great. But you know, you, you live in you. you live oh in, my god, I remember because you were on a high for Rashid Shahid. You t- you you bit him up so high, and then you were so confident. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was more so thinking. I don't know that Brock Purdy can reproduce what he did towards the end of last year he's good he's he's good now i still will contend that he's he's a bit of a system quarterback but he's good he's gonna be good um other than that um i'm interested to see um for you i'm interested to see where hollywood brown goes this next year uh whether he stays whether is he on contract is he i think he is uh, no, I believe he's. I believe he's a upcoming free agent. Okay. Um, yeah, he is an unrestricted free agent. So um, I, I'm interested to see. I think he was not utilized well by the Cardinals. So hoping for your sake that that goes. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty cheap uh, to gamble on at that price. I mean, it's going to be like me taking Mike Evans, or if I had taken Mike Evans in the next year at a pretty low contract, low-risk contract, honestly. And, I mean, um, I'm not scared of of that. So I still feel like I've tried to find value in some of those trades. Uh, Man, Mike Evans, he would look good going into next year. But, uh, Tim... You're welcome, buddy. Got you another championship, I know. Uh, I know you're going to really shout out Squid Squad whenever you can now because Mike Evans came through in the clutch for you. Thank you for J-Mo. I'm excited to see a young guy like that in a fun offense with Jared Goff. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to see how that pans out as well just because we know that he's got the talent. It's just a matter of will they use him correctly. Um, yeah. There's There's – there, there's some trades. I'm curious to see, you know, once we get to keepers and stuff like that, who gets kept and whatnot, um, how certain trades affects certain teams. Like, um, I, I'm curious with um, CB3. Um, he traded for Deshaun Watson. Now he has Deshaun and Tua as his quarterbacks, but he also has a top three pick. Um, so, you know, did that trade – change his mindset on who he'd be going for in the draft pick. Who knows? It's going to be interesting to see. Um, I I love 
trades is one of the greatest things that this league brings. And I, I love, <laughs> well, I, we I all know all. we all know when the biggest trades are going to happen. Uh, we got the rookie draft, and boy, boy, oh boy, this is where it gets fun for you, isn't it, Brady? You're thinking about yes, those trades, thinking about that uh, rookie draft. The, you still want Marvin Harrison? I, I can send you an article I just read on this, Marvin Harrison. It was really funny. Uh, he actually said Marvin Harrison is going to be is completely overrated. Not like, not like in a like he's not a first round talent kind of guy, but he's like saying he's not quite Hall of Fame worthy because he's saying he doesn't hit every route with the same intensity that he needs to. And he's really, I think he's just trying to call him out um, and maybe also get a. I told you so. If if he is right on a yeah. you know on a guy that looks like a lock, but um, clicks. It, it could be clickbait. But hey, it, I mean, I love playing devil's advocate. And I mean, if you're Marvin Harrison Jr., like you read that, you read that, and what do you say? I mean, obviously you say, well, sh- shit, bitch, I'm gonna show you otherwise. <laughs> like I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna be yeah. like, uh, fuck you, dude. Like here's every route I run, and I'm gonna run it better than this guy. Like, duh, you know, like. I can't wait. Uh, hopefully it works out for you. That's a cool narrative. I mean, um, like I said, I was reading these things, and I thought that was pretty funny to see on <laughs> Mr. Marverson Harrison because I was looking at Drake May stuff. Got to stop looking at Drake May stuff. Yeah. I, I, know, some <laughs> people around, I know some people around the league aren't Drake May fans, but uh, I, <laughs> I, 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 I am. Oh, boy. Holy. Drake May can – man. That boy can throw. He he's got everything you want in the quarterback, and that is Dude. why I don't care. I don't care what he's done in the past. He has exactly what you want in a quarterback. Man, he can throw. He can throw far. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I like Drake May. I mean, you can't be scared of Drake May. Uh, Caleb Williams seems real cool for draft stuff um, and some predictions. So. What do you got for right now for some draft predictions? Huh? Who's top five? Are you talking top five NFL Prospect. top five? Just do the top now. Just do our top five rookies. And it doesn't have to be by owner. Just say your t- – just give a top five of all position. I'm going to go six because uh, five and six is very close. Okay. So I'm going I'm to say top five, no order, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors, Brock Bowers, uh, Daniels. Jay, is it Jaden or Jalen? Jaden. Is it Jaden? Yeah. I, I, I don't ever – because of Jalen from KU, I, I yeah. always mix them up. I think it's Jaden. Um, so I think those are going to be the first six picks, I, I think. You're not scared of the LSU quarterback? That's who I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. Daniels. Not scared of him? Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna be scared. Uh, oh, uh, late production, maybe. But but the problem is he's he's gonna have the Anthony Richardson rise. Is he 100%. better? Is he better than Michael Penix? Yes. Is well, he? Maybe, maybe, <laughs> not, maybe, maybe not better. <laughs> is he? he? He's a Konami quarterback. That's that's because of fantasy yeah. that. That does big things. Yeah, Penix has the Pen, Penix has the injuries. That's that's also going to and I mean, the age. It just scare people off. I mean, you just always have to say, like, you always have to say, like, proceed with caution whenever there's guys saying they're they're a what if guy because of what it may be like. Their their his his ability to he he scrambles out of the pocket. His out of the pocket rate is like 
ridiculous. Like he leaves the pocket does, like, really, really early. Um, and it's just like, again, that's a coachable thing though. Like, so like you can't knock a guy for doing that until you can really coach him up and really say, Hey, we gave him every opportunity to succeed, to be our guy. And if he could be our guy, I mean, look what he can do. Like, I mean, it's incredible, but again, too, you know, there was stuff I was looking at and stuff I was reading that we we're talking just about his on-target accuracy was just below, and it was well below both Drake May and Caleb Williams. And, you know, those things have to come into concern, and there has to be some, like, at, at some point in football, you have to be and try to put objectiveness into it. And that's where these stats come to. in. And that's where these stats come into. And, I mean, and it, Outside of that, the only other stat would mean is winning. If you go out there and you freaking win, man, I'm not going to look at your stats. I don't care. Win. Win. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think for me, I mean, I, I'm definitely on the qu- more questionable side when it comes to him that, because anytime you have a quarterback who wants to use their legs a lot, it puts them more at risk for – injuries and their shelf life is smaller and all that good stuff but there are people i've read lots of articles that people are already thinking once combine happens he'll be top two dynasty pick because he's gonna have he's gonna have the the athletic stuff uh, that's gonna be fun. The combine just they could just announced too uh, back in Indianapolis, like thirty seventh year or something crazy like that. So, kind of stinks. I would like to see it rotated. That would be cool to see it in Kansas City. I I would love to go and just be able to check out the atmosphere. Um, that's always been one of my favorite things to do uh, in football is just look at combine. And I know that's a nerdy thing, and I mean players hate that stuff, but again. It's just fun, and it does bring, again, on a analytical side, just some objective measure that you can refer back to. Um, and that's all it can be. And, I mean, I, like, like, that's all it's going to do. And if you need to improve it, let's go improve it. <laughs> like, I, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I don't think that I did as good of a job my first few years with Doomhammer um, scouting rookies. I, I've really tried to be better and combine the big thing and um it's, it's interesting the type of things that you can take away from combine that are real and true and matter and and i'm 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 a geek for the combine now not and i never was before right. the last year, year it, and it, half. i mean it's cool i mean but you know it comes down to balling and uh, you know whoever gets out there and and plays and plays the hardest, uh, usually, and plays with the most fighters, usually the ones that goes out and wins. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's so it's so competitive out there, and, like, every single one of those players is literally one of the best in the world at their, like, in the world. <laughs> like, the margin yeah. between these guys yeah. are so little, so saying, like, one is better than the other, or, oh, man, this guy stinks, it's just, like, that's just not true because at the end of the day they're one of the best players in the world (laughs) so it's cool to see it's interesting it's interesting too because um i'll use an example from this past year um jsn um people had some question marks because he didn't do much the previous year but then he goes in and has an insane three count and shoots up draft boards 
<clears throat> yeah, I mean, I mean, but he was he, he was a pure catcher the whole time. I mean, he was, I mean, he's the route runner. He yeah, was dude. a great route runner, but he was my number one. I, I mean, still, I still liked him as my number one. So, um, I I, yeah, I believe in Jason. Jordan Addison is also fantastic. They were like one A one B, so um, they were really freaking yep. good. So shout out to the owners. Addison, there. who has, who has Jason? Uh, Tim. Tim has Jason. And Brandon, and then, Addison. I knew Brandon and Addison. I couldn't remember Jason. So speaking of all these rookies, though, let's kind of get down to it. We're kind of coming up. Uh, we'll probably have about five more, maybe ten more minutes here. So let's get kind of moving on. Let's get. Um, Rookie of the year, Brady. I think we did some research on this. Um, did the results shock you? A little bit. I mean, I I follow. I've tried to follow the rookies as yeah. well as possible this year. Yeah. Did you? Um, you have it pulled so, up? Yeah. Yeah. So. so tell, of, yeah. So tell me what we got. Rookie of the year goes to Mr. C.J. Stroud without <laughs> two games. He didn't play two games and, and wins rookie Man, of the year. That's I, crazy. I think it's, I, that's incredible. I, I think it's cra- I think it's crazy just for the fact that it looked like it was going to be Puka, but C.J. What him and D'Amico have done in, in Houston's great, and I'm excited to see where he goes. But uh, it's well deserved. Yeah, I mean that's. Pretty incredible, and again, just to see Puka at <laughs> number two is wild. Um, again, looking at the top five here, you had CJ Stroud, Puka Nakua, Jameer Gibbs. He uh, really had a slow start, and then but just kind of turned it on and uh, just really showed why he was one of the best prospects in the draft. Um, <clears throat> Beat being a great trade for Brandon. You got Bijan, um, man. I, you know, is that underperforming or is that a just true timeshare? Uh, well, I guess we'll see going forward. But man, I, I think that I, I think that is a mishandling by somebody who should not be an NFL coach at all. <laughs> and then, whoa, our nemesis, these little. Guys, we do not like these positions, but a tight end snuck into the top five here. Mr. Sam LaPorta, Ike FC, has just came in his pants again. Oh, the amount of times that we had to hear. Oh, Sam LaPorta with another touchdown. Yeah, dude. Oh, my gosh. It was just like every time. Hey, Dad, we get it. Sam LaPorta is your favorite guy on your team. (laughs) We get it, and and he went in, He went into the year saying he may not even pick up a tight end. Oh, Look dude. at him now; he's the he, he's the biggest tight end proprietor. Oh, well, that's fun, but that swings us right into you know what we're going into. We're going into the MVP, MVP, MVP. Brady and MVP was a little bit more shocking for me. Josh Allen. God I, damn it. Snuck in there. I, I, I would have guessed McCaffrey, because man, he had an insane year. But Josh Allen quietly put up 
167 points, almost a 23-point average. That is... How many touchdowns does that guy wow. have, though? This is why they had that big debate. They had this debate where Josh Allen versus Lamar Jackson on MVP, like in the actual MVP, like in the NFL. And now you have, you know, it's Josh Allen. You have Purdy. Like, you have four legit candidates in Jackson and Prescott. So, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see where the MVP even goes in the actual... Yeah. See, my thing, my thing though with I don't I, Lamar won, L- Lamar won. Did he win that? He, she, I didn't know they announced that yet. Well, well, no, 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 no. No, I mean he won games in the year. Okay, I don't think okay. What he did was was overly impressive in my opinion when it comes to man, um, dude. Why? Who who was on that team? So, Zay Flowers and Odell <laughs> Beckham having coming back with a resurgence right, season. But it's just like Mark Andrews for the majority of the year. He got but, hurt. But I'm what, what I okay. But look at a guy like Jordan Love. I'm gonna toot Jordan Love's horn. Jordan Love had better passing numbers than than Lamar. Jordan Love had thirty touchdowns. To Lamar's twenty-four. Yes, he had four more interceptions, but like, I don't know. Again, man. when you look at Lamar, when you just look at Lamar as a whole and just how many positive plays he's a part of, it's just ridiculous. I mean, that that offense it's is not hard. the same without Lamar. There's no one. There's no one else in the world that can do can could have done what Lamar did with that Ravens team. There's just no one else. So. I mean, it's cool. It's hard to win games in the National Football League. I hope he cements it with a Super Bowl win. I I, I root for Lamar. Brad knows this. I always I've wanted him a big big time. Um, Lamar's great. Um, I've liked him since Louisville. I thought he was good for Heisman. Like, I mean, man, he takes a lot of flack, but he does things that nobody else does, and uh, that's valuable. I don't care. I don't care what you say. He, yeah, he might not be the best passer. Yeah, he might not have the best like stats right now, but he was the best leader and the best, and he is the most valuable player on that team. You take Lamar out of that Ravens team, they're not they're not that team. And, and I guess I guess for me, I'd probably argue that CMC is the um, the MVP, but he's not going to win it because he's a running back. Um, well, they they were putting Purdy over him, like and and I mean Purdy was just is, like you, you like you, I, you I, were I really, talking about Christian, I, so yeah. <laughs> I really think I really think that, I really think the only people that should win MVP is Lamar or. Um, CMC, but yeah, I I have no idea. I have no idea how how Josh Allen was the top fantasy point scorer. That blows yeah. my mind. I, well, that's I great. Congratulations, though. I mean, so we got Josh Allen for Tim, and then uh, we had. C.J. Stroud, Stroud and for and for Tim. Wow, he's just for sweeping Tim. it. Wow, that's crazy. Plus, winning the league and Tim is just taking home all the money to this year. I guess that's fair. He does have a child, so he's part of uh, he's part of uh, you know team dad. So that's always nice. Uh, maybe we'll have him on here for a daddy's corner or something, a daddy's day. <laughs> Absolutely. Co-host, co-host with you, and uh, you guys can just have your have your kids uh, maybe hanging out with you for a we dad's just talk day. About our kids the whole time. Well, let's get moving on. We're almost done here, guys. Uh, we have the last thing to talk about is the last slate of the NFL games. We're gonna predict some winners here. Uh, um, so let's go real quick here, Brady. Saturday, 
We got the Texans, Ravens, Packers, 49ers. Uh, Texans, Ravens, right now they have Baltimore as a nine-and-a-half favorite. Um, how you feel about this game? Um, so I'm going to say Baltimore wins that game. However, uh, let's let's take the points for Houston. Lamar has only covered a seven-plus um, um, favorite once in this season. So I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm taking the Ravens, but I'm betting I'm, on the Texans. I'm saying Ravens and uh, Texans to cover. All right, so here we go. Yeah. Next one we got Packers 49ers. Here's your love, childs. Uh, you had them both. Could have had them both. Um, I know, I know. I'm gonna say the 49ers win. It's gonna be a close game. I think Packers are playing very good football right Spread now. Spread here was Don't San Francisco nine and a half. Another nine and a half big one. Oof. Too much, too much. Yeah, I think that's too much again for a playoff game. I'm going to go ahead and just uh, – I'm actually going to go with an upset here. We're going to go Packers, um, and they definitely cover the spread. I think that's a good call. Okay, so here we're moving on to Sunday. Buccaneers-Lions, uh, another spread here. Detroit is favored 6.5. Gosh, that, that's a horrible spread. I'm, I, I am taking the Lions to win – um, unfortunately, I think the Baker, Baker magic runs out. Um, I, I, I do think actually the Lions will cover that, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm going Lions win, Lions cover. Uh, let's keep it rolling. Here we go. Detroit, baby. Okay. Next one, we got Chiefs, Bills, little home buddy action here. Buffalo is favored, uh, by three. Um, can I be a homer and say Kansas City? I don't, that's going to be a good game. Um, it's going to depend on how cold. the Chiefs' offense shows. Up. Just had another blizzard. Very cold. Just had another blizzard. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> I have family up that way, so they've been telling me all about that stuff. So um, I'm I'm going to pick the Chiefs just because I'm a homer, but I I, I really could see the Bills winning. Um, it's really just going to depend on what Chiefs' team shows up. Yeah, I think again, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just ride with that too. This is another upset for me, Chiefs over the Bills, uh, definitely covering. So that will conclude our first ever uh, BS report for League Doomhammer. How did that feel, Brady? Oh, great! Felt great. I can't wait to do it again. Oh yeah, just, man. It's- it's easy. It's easy. It was good. It was good. So, um, you know, I got Squid here. I'm going to be signing out. I got over here to my right again. My colleague, my friend, my best uh, fantasy partner here, Mr. Brady Roar. Uh, excited for a lot more to come, guys. See you again next week. We'll get this uploaded, and I hope you enjoy. Appreciate it.